Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Ron Russell coming to you right here from PTC Ministries in Connorsville, Indiana. And uh, I am uh, honored to be able to join, ask you to join us this morning as we come together and share the word of the Lord. Uh, I am joined today in studio with uh, two very special young men to me. And uh, on my right uh, is Brother Austin New. Thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, on my left is uh, Pastor Jade uh, Abrams. Uh, he's our youth pastor here at PTC. Thank you for joining us today it's as good well. To be here. And uh, so we're excited to have the privilege to come into your home uh, for a little while today. And we're going to discuss a few things uh, as we're here together, but we're really going to talk about the birth pains of revival. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the word of the Lord in Psalms 33, we find that it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And uh, today we know that uh, our world is going crazy around mm -hmm. us. Uh, but today we also know that God has not changed. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. we're excited about the future in the midst of everything that's going on. Uh, it's been a crazy year. I don't think anybody can say <laughs> that this year has went uh, like they planned it to. And, uh, but we know this, that God has been faithful through it all and He's going to continue to be faithful. Uh, but we wanted to come to you today and uh, talk about <coughs> revival. Revival is not a uh, path that we are not familiar with as a nation. Uh, we go all of the way back uh, a couple hundred years to the uh, first great awakening up to present day. There has been times and seasons of revival or awakening. Uh, uh, and we will uh, talk about a few of those things as we uh, uh, have you go with us today on this journey. Uh, but in recent years, a lot of people has done research and study about uh, many things. But one of those things is church decline. And some of those numbers are disturbing uh, that we have saw. But uh, we know this, that we do not have to settle for what we have seen. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are the catalyst for change That's today. Right. And uh, the church of Jesus Christ is still a uh, force that is very much alive on mm -hmm. this planet. And uh, we're excited to be part <coughs> of it today. Absolutely. So, so this morning, uh, I keep saying this morning because we are recording in the morning. So <laughs> I don't know when you're watching this. But, uh, but this morning as we're here, uh, we're just going to kind of dive into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, first of all, I'd like to just get your opinion uh, as we get ready to just allow the Lord to lead our conversation today. So Brother Alston, as we're talking about revival, we know there's a lot of people that's anticipating a move of God mm -hmm. and we are seeing God move. Uh, I know here at home uh, as well as where you're at there in Ohio uh, with Pastor Setcher, mm -hmm. you guys are experiencing God doing some great things. Right. Uh, but we do know that there is key ingredients for revival. Absolutely. And uh, so what's your feel about where you feel like the church, as a young minister, what's, what's your feel as far as where do you think the church is today as we're advancing towards a revival and a, a great awakening? Uh, me personally, in my own prayer time, I believe that the church has went through a time like in, like Israel went through in First Kings chapter 18 where they went through a spiritual famine where they are well it was a physical famine for them but I feel like the church has went through a time of spiritual famine but then we hit a time where God was beginning to bring those pains to us we were beginning to see the effects of it and we're seeing it in the world today of 
you know, we have sin running rampant in our face, you know, homosexuality, abortion, uh, murder, crime in the streets everywhere. And I believe that the church finally just realized that we have to awaken, we have to be what God has called us and created us to be, and that is to be the, the watchman of over our cities and our states Absolutely. and this nation. Yeah. And I believe, you know, and as we read, <clears throat> excuse me, in First Kings chapter 18, the first thing that Elijah did before he, uh, before he prayed was he rebuilt the altar. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the church has finally came back to that place of prayer where they've built the altar back in their homes, back in the churches, and they begin to pray and seek God and they begin to travail and ask God to bring revival back to this land of, you know, breathe life back into the places that they're at and bring life back into this nation. And I believe that that's where we're at. And I believe honestly that a lot of it is, you know, it, it's the older generation, but we're seeing it in our younger generation in our Haven Youth uh, Ministry at Abundant Life Tabernacle. This past Thursday night, um, we were, we began worship and the glory just fell in the house and we didn't even get really past worship. We had, uh, I believe one girl was, I, you know, she came up and she was blind in her right eye. They came up to pray and she sit, came up and she was having surgery the next day on Friday. And she testified after Thursday night and she said, I believe that God has healed my eye and that Absolutely. I'm not going to have to have this surgery. Amen. And we're not just seeing that. And that's not just a, um, a occasional instance. That's, mm -hmm. that's a, a weekly thing for us on Thursday nights. You know, I don't say that bragging all, all glory to the Lord, you know, of course, yeah. but I believe that it's coming from that time, the, coming from that that realization that prayer is what is really going to bring this revival. You know, the, the Bible says that, you know, if we would humble ourselves and pray, seek the face of the Lord and repent, mm -hmm. that he would hear our prayers right. and he would heal our land. And yeah. I believe that that is where the church is at today. We've, we've realized we've humbled ourselves and, and knowing that, okay, we've kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Mm -hmm. we, we've dropped it, you know, and we've repented of that and we're beginning to seek the face of God and, and crying out and travailing of, you know, God heal our land and send revivals. That's, that's my personal, mm -hmm. my personal thoughts from my own prayer time that I believe that where the church is at right now. Amen. Amen. I believe that as you was mentioning, you was referencing uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, mm -hmm. uh, and I shared this recently with our congregation as well, that uh, when the Lord came to Solomon mm -hmm. at the completion of the temple, and he simply said, he said, I have acknowledged what you have mm -hmm. prepared for me. And uh, because of that, no matter what happens in the land, right. if my people mm -hmm. will humble themselves and pray. And, uh, and I do believe that we're seeing men and women began to humble themselves mm -hmm. in prayer. And uh, I believe as we continue to see that grow and intensify, in our nation, I believe that is really the key catalyst right. uh, for revival. Mm -hmm. I, I believe uh, there's other things that go with that, but I think before we can do the other things, uh, we have to come back to a place where prayer is the foundation of all that we're mm -hmm. doing. And uh, when we step into that, mm -hmm. uh, we really began to 
pull a chair up to his table and yes. begin to partake of the things that he's prepared. Mm -hmm. And the spiritual man begins to live and it mm -hmm. begins to birth revival. And I know that sometimes we get weary uh, in just yeah. working and laboring. I know when you look at the first great awakening, Jonathan Edwards said for many months that mm -hmm. was like fruitless labor. Right. Uh, but then they had five or six people get saved. Mm -hmm. And uh, then that just exploded right. into several hundred mm -hmm. coming to know the Lord. And it really just set the stage for mm -hmm. that a revival and awakening. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. To begin to sweep a nation. Yes, uh, well, when you when you read about the uh, the Hebrides revival, it said that they prayed and had their prayer meeting for five months in a barn without anything happening, mm -hmm. and they said uh, they they finally came to themselves and said, "Well, are we waiting on God or is He waiting on us?" Right. Mm -hmm. And they finally said, and then one of the statements was made through one of the young men in the prayer meeting. He said. Have we fully repented? How do we have clean hands? Do we have a pure mm -hmm. heart? And they began to repent. They began to realize, okay, God's not, we're not waiting on God. God's ready, willing, and able. The table is set. It's time point. for us to pull up to the table and take what He has given or, or receive what He's giving us and pouring out. And then that is when the glory began right. to fall. And then the word was given um, that they, to the two old women that said, in two weeks, there's going to be the spiritual outpouring like this this region has never seen and then you know we read in the Hebrides revival where they said that people were brought to salvation and saved without even hearing a word of the preaching where mm -hmm. they would be in in bars and the conviction would fall right. on them and they would fall to their knees and cry out for God to save them or they said that they would be walking down the streets and people would just be slain out in the spirit on right. the sidewalk or in the middle of the road mm -hmm. just from where the power and the glory was just yeah. hovering and just staying in that area yeah. at that time. It's crazy mm -hmm. to think about. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, A.W. Tozer made mm -hmm. a statement such as the world is just waiting on an authentic mm -hmm. voice, yeah. mm -hmm. the voice of God. And the voice <coughs> of God comes through His church. Right. And, uh, and I think when we begin to walk in the manner that He mm -hmm. has asked and petitioned us to do, it really sets the stage for there to be an awakening in, in our cities, in our churches, in, in our nation, Absolutely. as well as the nations of the world. So, Pastor Jay, uh, What's your take as we just follow this line this, uh, in this discussion? Where, where do you feel we are and uh, going forward? I, I believe, you know, as, as you and Brother Austin have, have covered, um, we're at a place where the church is coming back to the altar, coming mm -hmm. to a place where, um, as, especially as a youth pastor, you know, you've seen here, you know, I've talked to, to Austin about this uh, multiple times, but um, even testified about it multiple times. But there was uh, a young person in, in our church here that came to me and said, through all this COVID-19 stuff, I have realized that I loved foolish things, mm -hmm. that I pursued foolish things. And, and they would go on to say that I'm just, I'm examining myself. Right. And, you know, the Lord struck me with that because he was like, that's, that's repentance. That's the beginnings. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, the groanings, if you will, of revival right. is when people say, okay, I'm not right. What's going on in my world is not okay. Right. And I can't just come to a Sunday morning service and punch my time clock to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's not enough. Right. Right. There's a kingdom. There's a purpose for me being here. 
And we found, and, and I know, in, again, in talking to Brother Austin and what they're experiencing over at, at, in Germantown at Abundant Life and what we're experiencing here is young people saying, there's more to my life. Mm -hmm. God really wants wow. to use me. God really has a purpose for my life. But in, in going along with, with that, the, the place of repentance and where the church is at now, I believe we're there. But there's going to be... Uh, you know, those times that you, you, as you referenced, you get weary, you get tired. Uh, but we preached a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night that it's on the other side of the battle, getting through all that and saying, God, you know, there is something, mm -hmm. there is something more. You've, yes. Your word has been spoken. I believe there's something on the other side of this, this, this tiredness. Mm -hmm. I'm going to push past how I feel. And, and I was speaking to a minister yesterday on the phone and and we began to talk and I, I said, we have to push past. I think we're at the place where the repentance is taking place and the altars are coming back, but we have to push past how we feel in services and, and at our jobs and in our homes. You know, you may not feel like, you know, leading someone in prayer that's going through a situation at work, but right. what if they need that? Yes. I have to push past how I feel or how uncomfortable right. it may make me feel because there's a God in me that wants to, to, to come out of me and be yes. shared. And it's, it, it, that's what revival is, is mm -hmm. it's all coming back to the kingdom of God, to the gospel, to Jesus. You know, we, we're, we're talking about the birthing pains, really, if you will, of revival. And, and Jesus referenced the birthing pains in John chapter 16. Mm -hmm. And as you go through that chapter, he kind of tells you, he kind of gives you a guide almost of what revival will be like. But he says in the middle of this, he, he, he starts out at the chapter saying, okay, I'm telling you th these things that you won't be offended because he told them in the right. chapter previous, they're going to hate you. They're mm -hmm. going to despise you. They're going to reject you. He said, I'm telling you these things so you don't get offended. And what that word means is so you don't become entrapped yes. by the enemy, that you don't stop, that mm -hmm. you don't turn away, that you don't sin. He said, I'm telling you these things because there's a spirit coming. Mm -hmm. I'm, as you go through the chapter, there's a spirit that I'm going to send and he's, he's going to comfort you. He's going to give you strength, but he's going to point to me and I'm going to point to the Father. So even in revival, we find that it's not so, you know, we, we look at it as uh, so often as just a series of meetings where, you know, we fear this, feel the spirit of the Lord moving and there's nothing wrong with the Lord moving in that way. But I think we're at a place now where conversions have to take mm -hmm. place yes, absolutely. because that's that's what matters is people being saved and, and the kingdom being expanded. And I believe that's where all this prayer, all this repentance um, is turning to. And, and we can't be offended. We can't, we can't be entrapped by the things of the enemy. We have to push past what's going on in our lives and enter into worship, enter mm -hmm. into prayer, right. enter into his word, regardless of how we feel. And, and we're going to see that the Spirit of God move, and it's going to point to Christ, and, and we're going to be able to point others with the Spirit that He's placed in us to Christ, and we're going to see conversions. Yes. I believe that's we're at a very pivotal, pivotal right. time mm -hmm. in, in the history of the church, the American church especially. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. Uh, I was looking at some of the statistics and things, uh, churchleadership.org. You can find some of those things, and you may ask, do we really need revival? Do we really need an awakening? Mm -hmm. And I believe it goes without saying that, that we do. Uh, and uh, we have notes everywhere and we're not even using them. That's the way it usually works, right? Uh, but uh, we find that uh, statistics tells us that 
out of believers. This is not those that are unsaved, but even believers. Uh, 50% are a little better than 50% uh, have no church home. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when you see that, we've over the course of the last 20 years, we've seen a scattering. Yes. Uh, and it's become very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a big supporter of the local church. I believe Absolutely. that no matter where we're at, we need to be plugged in uh, because it is in the church that we become edified and equipped and uh, to be the church uh, beyond the walls of the building. Yes. And so many times I think we have this notion that revival is, as you say, just a good service. Mm -hmm. uh, we love good services yep. and Absolutely. we need them and it's very Absolutely. beneficial. Uh, for the body of Christ to mm -hmm. have those and to be in the presence of God. But revival is so much more than that. Yes, uh, absolutely. And for us to really say that revival is not optional today is not an understatement, but we have to have a revival in this nation. Mm -hmm. No way around it. Yeah. Uh, every year, more than 4,000 churches are closing their doors mm -hmm. while just around 1,000 are opening. But the problem with the ones that are opening, most of them only have about an eight-year time span, right. a lifespan, uh, and that's very disturbing. Very. Uh, we find that every year, uh, just under three million people fall into inactivity on their church membership. Uh, now we know that uh, we're not saying you have to be at church every time the doors open. We understand that life has things going on, but when you start seeing millions mm -hmm. of people every year began to think that, oh, it's really not that important for me to right. be there. Uh, that tells us that we have lost our, wow. our compass. We've right. lost our focus. Wow. And these are just a few things. You know, at the, at the turn of the last century in 1900, uh, we find that there was basically 27 churches for every 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the turn of the of this century, in the year 2000, we find that there was only 11 churches for every 10,000 people. So that tells you what kind of decline that we have had wow. mm -hmm. in the church. Now, we know that the Word of the Lord tells us that the church, uh, the body of Christ, mm -hmm. uh, we are to be salt, we are to be light, right. but we are also to be like a city set on a hill that's yes. lighted for men to come to. Mm -hmm. And we have saw this great decline and uh, it becomes very concerning. Mm -hmm. And therefore we find that, uh, and this number really just hit me, is that the United States, and this is a couple years old, this statistic is, so I'm, I would be curious to see what it is today. I didn't mm -hmm. have time to, to pull it up for today, but uh, the United States ranks third following China and India in the number of people who are not professing Christians. So we could say, in other words, while we still hear people say that we are a Christian nation while we have been founded on biblical principles. Mm -hmm. It's almost safe to say that the United States of America is becoming an unreached people group. Right. Two wow. weeks ago, two weeks ago we had a young child, almost teenage years, walk into our building and it was the first time they'd ever been in church. And that's not in a third world country, right? But it's that's here. right here at home. Yeah. That's our neighbor, and uh, you know, and so we've got work to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I know all of us that are sitting here today that we we are not just 
narrow focus, but we do have a heart for missions. And right. we have been very active on the mission field in many places, but we could not neglect the mission field at home. Mm -hmm. uh, and the mission field at home right now has got to be addressed. Yes. And, uh, and we can only address it if we are willing to self-examine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know when you began to look in the days of the First Great Awakening, uh, I want to give you a, a, a statement real quick of what does revival really look like. Mm -hmm. And it, this basically describes what happened when Jonathan Edwards in 1734 began to experience God move in his mm -hmm. congregation in a small town in America. It says, it pleased God to display his free and sovereign mercy in the conversion of a great multitude of souls in a short space of time turning them from a formal, cold, and careless profession of Christianity mm -hmm. to the lively exercise of every Christian grace and the powerful practice of our holy religion. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, what a statement. Uh, and it's a very clear description that concerning God supernaturally in a time of revival, mm -hmm. He simply transforms believers and non-believers in a church or a city or a region or a nation uh, through sudden and intense and enthusiastic manifestation of His power and of His glory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we need that. Uh, yes, and I believe we're beginning to see that. We are. And uh, that's exciting for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, in 1734, it was in December, the, the first revival of historic significance uh, was drawn through Jonathan Edwards. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we find just a few years later, in 1739, mm -hmm. George Whitefield, he was a dramatic preacher. Yep. He wasn't a politician. He mm -hmm. wasn't a celebrity. Right. But he was a minister of the gospel. Mm -hmm. But what is so amazing, before we had any of this technology, yeah. it is recorded that they believe that George Whitefield, because of the anointing that was on his life mm -hmm. and because of being a man of prayer, yeah. and giving yes. himself to the things of God, he pr it was estimated that 80% of the Americans that was in America at that time heard him preach. We can't wow. reach 80% of America with the technology <laughs> yet, but we didn't have, we didn't have this stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it goes, and I say that because it shows us that when God mm -hmm. anoints a man, a woman, or a, 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 a local church, yes. or a group of people, uh, He makes it happen. That's right. Yeah. And so many times we get so distracted on mm -hmm. what can I do to make it happen. Right. Uh, we don't make it happen. Yep. But it is our faith in mm -hmm. Him, our trust in Him, yeah. that then it begins to just happen yeah. right. because supernaturally He begins to make people be attracted to the message. Right. Yeah. And here's a man that reached 80% of the nation at that time right. in 1739 with the message of Christ. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, what kind of impact did that have? Well, simply they believe uh, that he, he preached in such a manner that there was thousands mm -hmm. that ended up experiencing the saving yes. grace of Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. So the question is that has to be asked today is why can we not do that today? That's right. You know, we'll hear all kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm. Men will say, well, if I had more money or if I had more, yeah, more technology or, yeah, right. or had more this or that. Mm -hmm. 
it goes back to the very foundation of what we've been saying all along. Right. Uh, the first thing that has to be present for revival to take place in this land or in this city or your city is men and women yes. beginning to step into the process mm -hmm. of just trusting God Absolutely. wholeheartedly and where we begin to give ourselves to prayer. Yes. Uh, we know that we're saved by the grace mm -hmm. of God, yeah. the mercy of God, and we know that we're not saved by works. That's right. But we know this, that we are to crucify the mm -hmm. flesh. That's right. And we are to follow <laughs> after Him. And when we began to spend much time with Him, mm -hmm. and we began to hear His heart, yes. and He begins to hear our heart, it begins the process of taking us mm -hmm. into a time and season of revival. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, and one thing that we will get into in a little bit is that when we do start going into those times and seasons of revival, there is things that happen. Yes. And uh, some of them are challenging things, mm -hmm. uh, navigating through those. But, uh, but we're so thankful today that we are starting to see mm -hmm. uh, elements of a smoldering fire yes, absolutely. began to be changed and yeah. transformed to a flickering flame. And mm -hmm. I believe that flame is getting ready yes. to burn very bright. So yes. those that are joining us today, we're not ignoring you. We're just <laughs> talking. Uh, but uh, we are, uh, we're so thankful that we're able to come into your home or wherever you may be today and share with you uh, that this is not a time to be discouraged, right. but this is a time to be encouraged. That's right. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I know in the midst of everything that's going on in our world, there is one thing that we know that is for sure, and that is that Jesus Christ is still Lord. Absolutely. And that He is still moving. He never changes. He is still saving. He's yeah. still healing. He's still delivering. And what excites me in this season, because I know that men and women are praying mm -hmm. uh, and seeking the direction of the Lord, and we're self-examining ourselves, me included. Lord, what is it that needs to change in my right. life? And, uh, but what I'm seeing is I'm beginning to see God touch the hearts mm -hmm. of men. And over the course of the last few weeks, it is amazing. I've had the opportunity uh, to lead several people to the Lord, mm -hmm. just one-on-one. -on -one. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it is just exciting. And it I is. don't say that. Uh, bragging mm -hmm. uh, because it was nothing to do with me. It's just God put me in places where yes. he had already been dealing with their heart. And uh, I was just a catalyst that mm -hmm. was uh, fortunate enough to be used at right. that time. And, uh, and it's a lot of it has been elderly individuals, yes. which is very <clears throat> abnormal. Uh, when you start looking at the statistics, yeah. uh, they're telling us that if we don't reach this generation by the age of 12, mm -hmm. that uh, the odds of them coming to the Lord is very slim. That's right. But now I'm seeing those that's in their 70s and mm -hmm. 80s uh, over the last few weeks has been just that's saying, amazing. I've waited too mm -hmm. long. Uh, I, I want to give my heart to the Lord. And, and so that tells me that God is mm -hmm. beginning to, to hear the, not that He doesn't hear, He always hears His people when yes. they pray. But in this time of prayer of where we're self-examining, the prayer of repentance that's been prayed, yeah. he's beginning to honor that because of what we said at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I believe there is a humility that's coming back upon the church. Yes. It's saying, hey, yes. we can't do it. And, uh, 
forgive us, Lord, for being prideful. Mm -hmm. Forgive us for thinking we can do it without you. And as we begin to pray in that manner, God is beginning to honor that. That's and, right. Uh, so it's exciting. Uh, I want to just take a moment and uh, those of you that are watching and I want to uh, just share with you very quickly that uh, no matter where you find yourself today, He's still our source. Yes. He's still our strength. And He's the one that we can go to. And we're going to continue this conversation in just a moment, but we are going to take a break. And I just want you to uh, hang tight and uh, join us. There will be a part two to this. And, uh, but we are thankful that we had the opportunity to come into your home today. And if you want to get this uh, full conversation, you'll be able to do that. Uh, just go to, you can find us all over social media. You can go to YouTube, yeah. uh, PTC Ministries, and type that in. And if you're not following us, uh, please do so. Uh, simply just uh, hit the subscribe button, click the bell, and then you'll be able to know when we're on and those types of things. You also can find us on Facebook, uh, PTC Ministries, uh, and we have all of our uh, stuff there. I know there's uh, messages there on YouTube and on uh, Facebook as well as you can find us if you're not able to watch us, you can listen to us. We're on Spotify, yep. and I believe we're on Apple as well. Yep, iTunes, and uh, yeah. so Podcast. you can find us on all these platforms, and we'd encourage you to do so. And share with your friends, because I do believe that uh, what's taking place uh, here and many other places is really ordained by the Lord. Yes, absolutely. So uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me today, and we're going to continue this conversation. And, uh, Greetings everyone, Pastor Ron just coming on to say thank you for joining us today. I do pray that we was a blessing to you and I invite you to continue to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. I invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, please do that, uh, we would be appreciative of that. But just thank you for joining us today. I do pray that the blessings of the Lord would be upon you and yours. God bless you.